Hello, everybody. Welcome to the All Geeks Considered podcast. This time around, we are splitting up into two segments again because it is a Being a Better Geek episode, and those tend to run a little long. So in this first part, we're going to be talking about uh, Stephen King's novel, The Stand. And uh, you can check out our website at www.allgeekconsidered.com. You can also uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on Twitter at AGC underscore blog. And if you go to the website, you can subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcatcher you'd like. Um, and Stitcher is now available, as I'm sure you know. Uh, thank you for listening. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Brighter than a lucky penny when you're near the rain goes. Disappears, dear, and I feel so fine just to know that you are mine. Oh. Okay, everybody. Now we're actually recording, and we both know we're recording. Okay. And we both know that we both know we're recording. It's the double no. So we're doing Be Better Geek today for our topics. Yep, it's uh, been a few months since we did one of these. Because we both gave each other very lengthy tasks. Yes. And you, it's this is like the ant and the grasshopper. Because you've been trucking along with the stand for... Months. Months, yeah. On almost a daily basis. I've taken and, a few weeks off in the middle there. And I watched the first 12 episodes over the course of a month and a half. And I thought you watched them in like two sessions, like, like six one day and then six two months later. I did, and then I didn't watch anything for at least a solid month. <laughs> and then I watched from 13 to 30... 39. From, like, last night at 10 p.m. till this afternoon. So in, like, 36 hours, you watch 26 episodes. Yeah. I don't know how your brain isn't fried. Well, admittedly, you can cut down a lot of time on Udna just by going, okay, opening credits. Bloop. <laughs> I like the opening credits. And then, like, the ending credits are, like, five fucking minutes. <laughs> and the opening, and it's the opening, the closing credits, and the preview. And I sometimes I've been known like I will I, I for a few of them I did skip through the battle scene, mm-hmm. but it's so damn entertaining to see the lyrics change every time. Well, yeah, it's a new song every every time it's a new song. I, I, but but sometimes it's just like they're just uttering random words yeah. strung oh. together. So, so we're talking about Lieutenant right now, or we're talking no. about the stand? No, we're talking about the stand. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, grasshopper and the ant, right, right there. Okay. Yeah, I've been plugging along for a while. You did, and you read, according to the Kindle, a 1,300-page book that is not Stephen King's best work by any means, but one of his most well-known it's books. The better, it's the better of the two novels that I've read, I'd say. Wow. That's, I'm so sad for it. I will. That book has so many issues I cannot get over. So sad for it. It's one of my favorite books. Well, you can be sad for a long time. <laughs> I will never forgive it. It's not that bad. I don't think it asks for your forgiveness. It's not that bad, but it's not my thing. So you did the stand, and I believe ambivalence was the uh, the label of the day. Am- ambivalence is the overall. Is it, it's a gentleman's B? Is what I what I was thinking about giving. You know, wow. if I were to put it on a, a, on an A to F scale, it's a gentleman's B. That, that's a, that's an, I haven't heard that statement before. What <laughs> that phrase? Gentleman's, gentleman's B. B. <laughs> well, it's better than gentleman's C. So this, is that like well, it's really a C. 
But I'm a gentleman. But I know, but I know, I know his dad, so... It's, it's a work. <laughs> he spent a lot of time on it. It's over a thousand pages. I might as well give it a beat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, so... The stand is broken up into several different books within that 1,300 pages... The edited version, I think, is... It's like 800 from what I 823, am. and then the uncut version is supposed to be 1100 and something, and I don't know where Kendall comes up with 1300, but... Yeah, it's 1320 on my, on my physical tablet, and it's 1348 on uh, on, Amazon's, on Amazon's website. That's just... Maybe based on a different printing, I don't know. But in any case... Different it's, font size. It's been separated into several books, and the general premise is the breakdown and reformation of society after a huge super virus. Yes. Takes out, like, 90% of the population. I'd say, like, 99%, 99.99% probably. And I think they go into that. They go into that. They have a number. It's above 90%. Which, which, frankly, I don't know how you felt about it, but my favorite part of the book, and the, the reason I go back to it, is the first book. Yeah, the first book is the best, by far. I think that's where you get the most feeling for what's going on in the world. It, it, and then it gets it, progressively worse, right? It gets progressively worse, and then it kind of wallows in crapulence that I can kind of just follow as an adventure story. Because I, I, I like the first book, and I half like... I enjoy the second part, too, where they're like, everyone's mostly dead, and they're just figuring out how to survive, because it's like a zombie apocalypse, but you don't have to worry about the pesky undead. Well, yes, which inherently makes it better, because if it was a zombie apocalypse, I probably would have broken my tablet. <laughs> well, that would be sad. Um, but in any case, that's what it's about. You'd probably have to be dead to not, um, to not know that and be in any kind of geek. I, haven't, I had not heard of this book until we talked about last year in the apocalypse episode, actually. That's so weird. But in any case, this, mo- this book is also popular enough that it's been a miniseries was made based on it. Um, graphic novels were published under Marvel, who like worships Stephen King apparently. Mad Marchand's got card. Well, they definitely. I feel like they know that his name will sell. I think you could, you know, put his name on a turd and, or you know some sort of some sort of some sort of home grill for the kitchen. The Stephen King lean, lean grill. In some cases, it is a turd, but um, no, no, I mean a literal turd. I think you could probably sell his feces. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that. You wouldn't. Other other people would. It's an interesting mix, though, because you either love or hate Stephen King. I found very few middle grounds, and most of the people I I, I associate with now, no small part because of you, hate him. So many critics about like his characterizations, his endings. Like people hate his endings. Those are both valid criticisms of this book. Um. See, I. I don't agree. I don't know what people are looking for out of their endings that they're like, well, this is a horrible ending. And I'm just like, I'm reading these things and I'm like, it, it's an ending. What did you want? I mean, not everything gets to be... It's 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 an ending like life's an ending, which is like, not everything's happy-go-lucky. Things are crappy. It came out... It came, it came out of, comes out of nowhere, though. Really? It really comes out of left field, I feel like, the ending. Really? Yes. It felt like to me like he had been planning it for like I don't know most of the damn book. I had no idea that that was what was going to happen. That came out in left field to me. Well, okay, we're talking about two different things, and my version of the ending may in fact be what you're viewing as an epilogue. Like my like in my ending, you know, like two of the main characters have just separated from society and gone. Yeah, fuck that noise. You guys suck. You might be, you're talking about, like, the thinker of God. Yeah, I'm talking about that, the, the nuking of Las Vegas is the ending of the book. Right. 
And I mean, I don't really think that came out of nowhere, but maybe that level of magnitude is what you're... That, uh, yeah, it just seems... The book seems to dance between serious and crazy, in my opinion. So Stephen King. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like I can't quite... Like, it's very hard. Like, I like serious things, and I like crazy things. But unlike a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, they do not go well together. Well, I... Stephen King, like, maybe he was just writing some parts high and some parts not. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you have an editor, to, to like, kind of make those things I would, I smooth don't, over. I don't envy anyone who had to edit this this beast. No, I don't envy them, but... But I suppose that was their job. Yeah. All right. So, let's go over the stuff. Like, we've already hit the ending, and you didn't like... What didn't you like about characterization? I just didn't, like... I felt like there were no, like, characters. There were people doing things, but I just didn't feel like any of them are really there. They're just kind of... Interesting, because he spends a lot of time in the first section of the book giving them personalities. They're not two-dimensional. They did not seem nearly as, like, interesting as... Now, interesting or not... Yeah, there's nothing really... I didn't care about anybody. Really, if if they all had died, I wouldn't care less. Interesting. I I, I find that odd. Yeah, there was just nothing there to, like, connect to, really. Really, the, the only thing that kept me going for the book was exploring the world and how the world was changing. I mean, none of the characters mattered, in my opinion. All right, so what else? Like, you didn't like the ending, and you didn't like the characters. Was there anything else that you really didn't like? The stupid god, devil, evil, good, like... Really? ...thing all felt so tacked on to the story. Really? Yeah. It felt like it did not need to be there at all. I feel that way about a lot of stuff, but I didn't necessarily feel like that here, but... You know, that's kind of maybe a little bit of edge case thinking. Because, like, I've seen it happen in, like, anime and manga. Like, I haven't been exposed, as we mm-hmm. discussed today, to that much of it. But in the stuff that I have been exposed to that goes to, like, more of a Christian God level, it really felt weird and, like, it didn't belong. But Here it just felt like it was... It was like a vaguely sci-fi story, and then this whole, like, god thing starts popping up, and it doesn't really do anything for the story, I feel like. Well, it gave him an ending. Well, yeah. If... I mean, if that, if that didn't end it, I don't know what would happen. I, I believe Nukex Machina is uh, the, the answer, apparently. Well, god is the ultimate Nukex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> well, not Deus Ex Machina, he's the Deus in Machina because he's already an established factor. Fair enough. Uh, as we argue Greek ter- or Latin terms. What did you like about the book? I really did enjoy the parts of it where you were exploring the world and seeing how things were changing, how society re- starts to re-gel. Okay. And I, and I kind of enjoyed the dumb adventure stuff I, towards the end, because dumb adventure stuff is what I thrive on. Sure. I mean, that's... This, more than any book he's written, hits... The most genres throughout it, because I mean, at 1,100 pages, you just—it's not going to stick the same genre. No, it, it does. It goes from like apocalypse to like dumb adventure and anywhere in between. And at points, it feels like a short story collection. At parts in the first, he—that's a specialty. Yeah, it, and that's I think where it really, really actually like with a good, serious apocalypse story with those short story elements. I have to admit, my, in the beginning, my favorite part of the entire book is still the um, how would you provide the the Darwin Award section. 
Like, you might... You, it yeah. might have been like... But, like, where, like, everyone's... Most people are dead, and then he just goes through for, like, a chapter or two, and it's like, and these are the people who survived the flu, and then died. Yeah. I know, I enjoyed that chapter, and those kind of, like, little things, I think... Like, I feel like there's a separate book out there of, like, Tales from the Stand. That could be interesting. That I would probably enjoy reading, because, you know, as long as you don't use the same characters too often, I could really enjoy little little stories going on. Okay, you just, you don't feel like he has... Like, it seems like your opinion on Stephen King... Seems to be like he can't hold together. No, he can't hold together a long novel. No, no, he can't. And there are many people who would agree with you, and there are just as many. I would venture to say, if not more, people who disagree. I mean, the man is a severely best-selling author. Yeah, well, no kind for taste is what you're going. Oh uh, yes, no kind for taste. I was, I was trying to find like you know, so that's a question. How often I think that same thing when you give me stuff to read or watch more often. You're not a big reader, are you? I, I read a little bit. Although, you didn't like Foundation, so uh, you don't deserve books from me anymore. I didn't not like it. I just didn't universally love it. Oh, I, th- I thought you hated it. Like, I definitely t- put you in the hate category for that book. No, I like parts of it. Okay. I, I can't remember which part I really like. I think it was three. I forget the, the order is, of is the parts. Is it a four-parter? It's like five parts. I think three and four were my favorites, Okay. I'm not positive. Okay. So I put you in the, I put you in the you just disliked the whole thing. No, not at all. Okay. It's, it, he's dry for me, though. He's very dry for me. Oh, see, most things I give you would be Asimov for a while. Um, speaking of, like, that kind of thing, I had given my, my girlfriend a bunch of short stories from... It wasn't card. It was... Dick. No, it was the Bradbury. Who, Bradbury, thank you. From Bradbury, and she just started reading one of the books of short stories. She had to put it down, and I really want to pick it up because of why she put it down. Because apparently, it was just so dark and gruesome. And I'm like, I gotta read this now. Wow. She's just like, I'm used to him being like mysterious and like having those kind of things, but I'm not used to him going for like the kill. And I'm like, it's more gruesome than when, like, the parents get eaten by the holodeck? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, alright, I gotta read this now. There was an actually interesting Soviet film I saw based on, um, there were comes off ratings from him. Okay. You should check it out. It's from the 70s. I will. Um, oh, speaking of... Speaking of Soviet films? No, but speaking oh, damn of, it. like, while, while we're completely off topic, I know... When are we on topic? I knew you liked the Jim Brookshire thing, and just to shout this out to the audience, I haven't watched it yet, so don't... I'm not saying it's good or not, but there's a fan-made film that's about an hour long. And it exists. For the Dresden Files, and it could be worth watching. I have not picked it up and, like, looked at it yet. There's that, and I know you. I know you didn't mind him. I actually enjoyed that book. But um, like I said, like adventure stories. So I mean, like yeah, with the stand, it's such a long book, but there's like there's it's you can you can broad stroke it so easily. See, I I felt like the characters were more engaging than you did because like he spends like the first third of the book, and they're all boring. Really cementing them in the mind. Um. And some of the characters, I'm just really surprised you didn't engage to at all. Like, um, was it Travis? Was, that was it Travis in the book? Not Travis. Um, who's the main... Stu. Stu. Stu Redmond, yeah. yeah. Like, he's really, I think, who you're just supposed to, like, root for. He seems to be the sort of, yeah, your standard, like, hero man. 
But you just... You just... Eh, hero guy doesn't necessarily... Like, his love interest sucked, because she just was... Oh, God. She was just, oh, God. She was like the first chapter, too, wasn't she? Yeah. Everything bad about the 80s is... Oh, my God. Bad. Oh. She's played by Molly Ringwald in the miniseries, which was perfect. Speaking of 80s... Right. I, th- I, think I, I think I remember being on the treadmill while I was reading that chapter. Um, the chapter itself... I enjoy because, like, see, dealing with her mother. I, I guess that I enjoy the world. And... I enjoy the situation, but for some reason, the characters just don't seem that interesting to me to read. Some of them I like better than others. I liked your your imperfect hero, like is his name Larry. Larry Underwood. Larry Underwood, I think, was more interesting because he had a he had a, he had a, he had a bit of a character arc there of you know changing and developing and absolutely. And he was a he was a he great... was he was a much better like main character than Stu was, I think, at any point. Well, Stu was more... too perfect. Yeah. And, which... and Larry was just like, Larry was this this guy just full of fucking flaws. Yeah, and I think he was a much more interesting character to read, and I didn't enjoy... I enjoyed his chapters. Uh, I agree with that. I I, I did like uh, Nick. Nick. Uh, the, the, uh, the sociologist? No, who's, no. The, who's the... The mute. Okay, yeah. he's, he's there, are, there are some good characters to read, but I feel like... They work best when they're in the adventure setting. They don't work best in the journey tale. Hmm. They work best in the society building. And well, I, I like I like this. The society building is a good part. I I enjoy that, but I'm also the kind of person who likes a show that's colloquially known as boring Germans in space. Did you feel like it was believable? Do you, do you feel like because it, it seems like and the way King writes it, it makes sense because all the quote unquote good people yeah. are there. But it just really felt like more people might be like not quite as ruly. Everyone's just like, eh, we moved into this place and oh we need to clean out the bodies. Sure, we're all chip in and I'm like, where are the people who are just like like you? I don't care. See, I I think and this is sort of based on the experience of Hurricane Sandy last year, how everyone did really mm-hmm. and a lot of communities did come together in in a, in a massive crisis. And I mean we're talking about a super, super massive crisis here and you know, finding any sort of but this stability is... again, hmm. I think, does bring out the best in people. And I'm also one to believe in the best in people. Really? You? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally believe in the best. Like, I honestly am one of those people who I think groups work best together. I think that, I think there's a, you know. Really? That that, you... that, 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 that groups of human, that groups of people are, are more than the sum of their, their parts. You're... This is... Individuals not... are terrible, this but, but groups, right. I think... Where's the cynicism? I'm a huge. I'm a huge believer in synergy of humanity. There's there's no cynicism in an aspect of your brain. No, it's just like this giant white hole of positivity. <laughs> That's not right. Something's wrong. <laughs> Everything's wrong. Oh, oh, any sociology lessons? Oh, come on. You never you never got into my like theories of why humanity is wonderful. Wow. No. No. I, stop saying things like that. I, I, I'm a huge Saganite when it comes to like the philosophy of uh, people. Uh, if this is creeping anyone else out as much as me, please feel free to say so on Twitter. Remember uh, to tag the times so we know what you're talking about. Absolutely. I think I'll remember this. This is weird. Anything else to say about the stand? It's a decent book. Alright, Gentleman's B, so C, which is... C plus, at least. C plus isn't bad. I, you know, it's The problem with the C plus in this setting is that... 1,300 pages of C-plus is a commitment. Yeah. That, that is the hardest part of this book to recommend, is that it is 1,300 pages long. I would say that, like, if you're just, like, if you're taking the week off, 
and you just don't want to think about anything, you go on vacation, and you're going to spend like most of the time doing stuff, it's not a horrible thing to have along with you. I'll probably go to the shorter book for vacation. But there's, there's probably better airplane books that I could recommend. And I'm, What did you probably finish on the airplane? I'm probably going to make Vinny read some of them sooner or later. Have I made you read Watchers yet? No. Ooh. We should really keep like a list on our website of things we review. We should. I might change my mind before the end of this with what you're doing. I just made you read a novel. I won't do that to you again. <laughs> I, I, can, I can always read. I might do it. You're, it's gonna, you're either going to enjoy it or, much more likely, it's going to make you angry. Why do you do these? Why do you do this to me? Because, because I'm honest, and these are things like I don't. I've never given you anything that either I have it, either I I've not enjoyed, or at least I think are important. And most of the stuff I give you, I've enjoyed. I've read The Stand more than once in my life. That should say something. And I know you're thinking, the cynical, evil part of your brain's thinking, yes, you have no taste. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, there's so many more things that I haven't read in life that I, I, I don't... I have trouble doing the concept of rereading, rewatching because there's always more things that I haven't done yet. I do a lot of that, and I'm very slow to unco- accumulate new things into a, my portfolio. Mm-hmm. But, but because of that, until this... And by this, I mean all the these. podcast. The stuff like I've read, I've enjoyed. <laughs> Maybe I'm better off with you having given me things like I have watched so much, watched, read, whatever, so much stuff that I never want to see or hear again in the last two years, more than my entire life before then. Although that said, I've gone back. And, like, actually enjoyed some things. I, I don't know if it's because I'm older or because, uh, or because like, being on the podcast has matured my taste. But things like, like, I went back and watched Event Horizon and didn't hate it. I wouldn't have walked out of the, of the theater for it like I was thinking about doing when I saw it in the theater. So we have one question that might almost relate to the actual book. Okay. This is from uh, Zan. From this Baracan podcast, friend of the show. We love Zan. Uh, will you discuss Randall Flagg's connection to the Dark Tower? Will we discuss it? Like, okay, yes. We We're can. discussing it right now. <laughs> um, it exists, does it? I have no well, idea. Well, Randall Flagg, RF, if you go through many of Stephen King's works, there are there is an individual whose initials are RF that just is, is he's an evil person that's everywhere. And as I understand it, and I haven't... Well, I, we discussed earlier, I don't remember whether it was in the last thing or when we discussed it tonight, but we discussed that I haven't read the entirety of The Dark Tower. I think, I think that was in The Delve, which uh, then released a week before this about. There you go. But from what I understand, throughout his novel, Stephen King builds up a little framework of evil. Mm-hmm. And there is a Crimson King that's really, really evil. And right under there is Randall Flagg, who sometimes serves the Crimson King and sometimes just does his own shit. He's the Antichrist in some places, and Stephen, one of Stephen King's only fantasy works, Eye of the Dragon, which is well worth reading. Um, and I'm not saying... I'm saying that even considering how much you tend to not like Stephen King. It's fantasy. It's fun. Um, 
but he's like the villain wizard, and he ties it into the Dark Tower, and Brando flags fucking everywhere. So, I mean, there you go. He's, this is just one of his many incarnations, and they deal with that at the stand. This'll help. Um, if you read the fully uncut version, then you read a scene at the end... That's Randall Flagg being reborn. Like, he washes up on a shore, and there's islanders, and... And that kind of, that kind of is, like, really his nature. He just never goes away forever. Ah. Just like evil. Okay. There you go, I've discussed it. There. That's the discussion of the King Metaverse. There's... Yeah, it's huge, and all-encompassing. And in fact... During, I know, because I, I read, like, the Wikipedia articles and stuff about the Dark Tower. I know at some point in the Dark Tower, they go to a parallel stand universe. Where, like, they arrive there, and a super virus has wiped everything out. And there's enough differences that you can pinpoint that are different from the stand that you know, like, it's not the stand. And I'm like, wow, that's... Wow, I, this is really cheesy comic book writing, I guess, at that point. It's interesting, and they don't stay there long, but... Meanwhile, the alternate universe... Well, that's... A lot of the Dark Tower seems like more cheesy comic book. Okay. Like, that kind of thing. It's very... It's his... Like, this is his attempt to work out Christianity, and I think the Dark Tower is his attempt to work out some Eastern religions... Okay. There's a lot of like cyclical nature and like you know reincarnation that kind of thing going on there. I think. But um, I did see a question earlier, uh, but I can't remember. Maybe you can like quote it. It was asking about the miniseries. Uh, Rob Lowe as Nick. Um, I love Rob Lowe. So awesome. Okay. I mean, was he, he was he Nick been, in the miniseries? Yeah. Okay. He might not have been the absolute best choice, but. I imagine, I love I imagine Nick is older than Rob Lowe in my mind. No, Rob uh, Nick is. If you read it carefully, he's very young. Okay. In fact, younger than probably Rob Lowe should have been playing. Okay. So. I guess because he's a seems to be a wiser character. Definitely. So that wiser. that'll shift perception. Absolutely. Even if I remember the exact age. Sure. That'll still visually age him. Yes, he's probably the character with the most going on up top. So to speak. Um, any other questions about anything? That's that was it. Oh, about... the miniseries sucks, by the way. Like everyone doesn't think that, but I do. You heard it here, I guess first. Well, I think you've mentioned it before on the podcast that the miniseries for the stand sucks. It does. That didn't stop me from watching it like twice, but it still sucks. Today, watch twice today. No, I was. Full that was a really weird day. Full of Utena. Full of Utena. So full. And that's where we're moving next. Yes. So let's take a short break, and then we will return and talk about Utena.
my energy. Oh, oh, it's my thing, it's my wrong now. 